You know, there's been a connection between, well, between Dallas and Santa Fe forever. For me, it was a connection with the Panhandle. I grew up in the Panhandle. We spent a lot of time, probably the first time I was in Santa Fe, I was in my mother's arms. And when we were there, we headed for the La Fonda, the plaza, that, that great hotel right on the corner. And it turns out it's been there for 100 years. And, and even better yet, it's got a lot of Dallas ownership in it. In fact, the chairman of the board and resident manager of the La Fonda on the plaza overseeing the centennial is Jennifer Kimball, who joined us right now. It's good to have you with us. Thank you, David. It's so wonderful to meet you and uh, talk to your Dallas audience because that's my home, home, home. So what is the connection between? I noticed the, the La Fonda, I mean, it was a Harvey house years ago and all that kind of stuff. But but I noticed there was there's been sort of Dallas ownership since the sixties in the La Fonda. Yeah, David, very yeah. So the the present building uh, turns a hundred in January in uh, twenty twenty two because it was opened in nineteen twenty two. This building, but there's been a hotel on that site since the sixteen hundreds. So it's the oldest hotel site in the country, which is pretty amazing. So since nineteen twenty two, we've only had three owners. Uh, when it was first built, it was built by investors in Santa Fe. It immediately went belly up bankrupt. And the Santa Fe Railroad and the Harvey, Fred Harvey Company bought it. And they owned it from the mid-20s. And then in 1968, a family from Dallas, uh, their names were Sam and Ethel Ballin. He was an oil and gas man who had worked in Dallas in the oil and gas industry. They moved to Santa Fe and they bought the hotel and they had shareholders. So most of their, they were from Dallas. They had, their family was from Dallas. So the balance owned it from 1968 until 2014. And in 2014, my brother, who is also from Dallas, uh, runs a company called Sienda Partners and his partner, Barry Hancock, they are both from Dallas. And so put a a group of families together to buy the hotel in 2014. And the vast majority of those families are Dallasites. So there's been a Dallas connection for, for La Fonda since 1968. And, to, so, you, and so you're you're a part owner in it, right? And you were hired. Yes. As, you were the yes. you were hired as the attorney. You're- yes, originally. Um, well, I mean, I moved to Santa Fe in the late 80s, and the balance were very good friends with my parents, Marvin and Gloria Wise. And so I lived with the balance while I took the New Mexico bar and um, I became licensed in New Mexico. I went to law school in Dallas at SMU, was licensed in Texas, had to get licensed in New Mexico. And so uh, the balance took me in and I became what they call their near daughter. And I started uh, becoming, a, I was a lawyer and practicing law and LaFonda was my first client when I moved to Santa Fe. So uh, I was their lawyer until 2007. Sam, Ethel died in 2006. Sam died in 2007. And their family asked me to come in and take over for them as chairman of the board. And so I bought into the hotel. That was in 2007. So I've been running, I ran the hotel from 2007 till 2014 when we bought it. And we have a great general manager that runs the day-to-day operations. And I do some of the um, special projects 
like the Centennial, like we have a multi-million dollar art collection and I curate that for the hotel. We have retail tenants along the street and I manage all the retail space. So I kind of do the special projects and then my general manager runs the day-to-day -day operations in a manner of which I could never you achieve. Know, I, 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 our, our house, we built a new house and it's now a little over 20 years old. And now it's, I'm beginning to find stuff that's going wrong all the time, HVAC system. What happens when you live in a hundred year old house? Well, David, that's a very good point. Um, even when everything is pristine and perfect, it continues. You've just got to continue to put money and continue to fix things. And that's one thing when I took over in 2007, I did a strategic plan on redoing the hotel. And so I would say the first thing we did was we took off the roof in the center of the hotel and we redid the restaurant. And then from there, we redid all of the guest rooms in the historic side of the hotel. And when I say redo, I mean, we went from the basement to the roof, redid the wiring, the electrical, the plumbing. I mean, it was yeah. a total redo to get the physical uh, property up to up to date because 100 year old, we had cloth wiring in parts of the hotel. Um, so we did that. And then after that, we did the lobby, the bar, the common areas. And we just finished during COVID redoing the terrace in suites, which are the concierge suites that are above our car parking garage. So I would say for kicking off the centennial in 2022, this physical building is in the best shape it's been in since it was built in 1922. Now, that being said, every couple of years, we yeah. things to go wrong. We need to replace windows. We need to replace doors, plumbing, clearly the furniture, because the hotel has such a high occupancy. We're very lucky with that. But it, it gets beat up. And so it's, it's a constant. It's just a constant. Every year, we have to budget a big capital uh, improvement project to fix what yeah. needs to be. So I'm curious. So I'm curious, really post post COVID. Did you pick right back up where you left off? You say the occupancies are high. You're still full all the time. We're still full. And I don't know that we're really post COVID at the moment. Uh, yeah, good point. Um, but we, I think we're one of the only hotels in town that stayed open the entire time. We did not close our doors. We're really fortunate. And because of that, we didn't lose a lot of staff that a lot of the other hotels lost. Um, so yes, our occupancy is very, is, is high now again, but our uh, food and beverage operations are not back to 100% because of staffing levels. Uh, like this summer, we have a, a bell tower bar and restaurant on the fifth floor overlooking the town sunsets. It's beautiful. And we couldn't staff it seven days a week because we had to give our managers days off. We couldn't normally we would have two shifts and two sets of people working and we couldn't do that. So we had, you know, it, COVID was a real stretch and strain. And uh, David, we're not over that yet. We still are not 100 percent staffed when it comes to the food and beverage operations. So so tell me about the about the clientele. Obviously this this Texas connection is is mighty and I know sometimes it would strain some of the locals cuz I I could feel it. But but I guess it was well you you can tell me better. Probably 10 or 15 years ago you had this sudden invasion of Californians. Have you gotten over that yet? 
Yeah, I mean, it's funny. Santa Fe is a very provincial town in some ways and very European and very accepting in some ways and very, very local in others. And, you know, when I, I got to tell you, when I moved in the late 80s, early 90s, I got a lot of teasing about, oh, it's another Texan. Yeah. Oh, if God had wanted Texas, them snow, blah, 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 blah. And, um, but, you know, I think that has waned a lot. And then, of course, as you know, the California wave came in. Um, and I'll tell you what's happening now, just with uh, tons of Californians are moving into Santa Fe. Uh, I don't know if it's COVID. I don't know if housing prices, which we feel like in Santa Fe are high, are cheap compared to California housing prices. But real estate is just booming. And so we're having another influx of Californians and Texans. Um, but, but I will say that as much as people would kind of raise their eyebrow at Texans, Texans were have always been known in Santa Fe as being the big spenders. And when it comes to the bars, the hotels, the galleries, the retail shops, they love Texans because, you know, it's always bigger and better in Texas, and they spend money like that. And, and they'll buy everything on Canyon Road. I know, I know. Let me ask you one last thing. So I saw that you've got, you've got a documentary that you're going to be unveiling next year during the, the big celebration, the gala. And I notice you've got that, that the voiceover is being done by Ali McGraw. Is that just, was that a voice you hired or is she a fan? Oh, David, I, the, oh, be still my heart. So Allie is one of my friends and one of my girlfriends and is one of the most humanitarian, uh, she's just an amazing person. She gives more of her time to the animal shelters, to the nonprofits. And when I told her, we were putting together this documentary where we were interviewing a lot of the uh, icons of Santa Fe, 80 year olds, 90 year olds, 20 year olds, you know, interesting people. What was it like to grow up in Santa Fe? What was the plaza like in the thirties and forties? She said, Jenny, I would be happy to gratis do whatever you need. And I was like, yay. So she's done our voiceover and she has been a trooper. Um, she's such a beautiful person inside and out. And she has given so much to the town of Santa Fe. She, she emcees uh, charity auctions. She, she's, she's just an amazing human being. And that's one of the things that makes Santa Fe so special is we have you know, these really big Hollywood celebrities, we have politicians that live there, and yet they are the fabric of the city. These are not people that are sitting up on their throne. Uh, these are hardworking people that are giving of their time. Yeah. And it's just an amazing, it's just, it, it's, I can't, I can't say enough of Allie and, and people like Allie that are moved to Santa Fe and given of their time. You it's know, made you, the city okay. You, you remind me, I, I, I'll never forget walking along the, the square and suddenly looking up and realizing that was Greer Garson walking the opposite way. <laughs> she lived out there. Well, look, we wish you a, a great second hundred years and, and enjoy the gala and, um, and, and come back to Dallas and visit occasionally. And, David, look me up next time you're walking around the plaza. I will. In fact, my, one of my favorite things, if, if, if people are going out there, you got to fly into, you can fly into the Santa Fe Airport. And you land at the Santa Fe Airport, and you get out, and you walk into this little terminal. And I swear you would expect to see Wiley Post and Will Rogers pull up in an airplane next to you. It's a, it's, it's a great trip back. Anyway, we appreciate the time. Thanks a lot. Thank you, David. Happy 
New Year. Thank you. And the same to you. Uh, Jennifer Kemble's the chairman of the board of the La Fonda on the Plaza. For more of our conversation, go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.